2: down. So, to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer,
3: which is apparently a
4: thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get, 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at
2: slash switch.
5: $45 up front for three months
0: plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for a limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
5: Man, they're uh, trying to stop Trump for getting himself into further trouble.
2: That's oh, not a bad ball for Pele, on the right side,
0: it's Carlos Alberto.
4: And oh, what a great goal,
1: that one! Carlos Alberto! Cardano oh, just walked away from Huddle then. Cardano, Hogan, and
6: Zo'n gevoel dat we in de halve finale gaan komen met het balbezit voor Frank de Boer. Frank de Boer speelt de bal, heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp,
0: Dennis Bergkamp met de bal aan, Dennis Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp, Dennis Bergkamp.
3: So our next guest is going to be talking about the home that me and Liam both live in, in Denmark. Janik, would you like to briefly introduce yourself? What football team do you support? And how long have you been following the Danish national team?
5: Uh, Well, since I'm 49 years old, I guess I've followed the Danish national team for 49 years. Um, And uh, because, I mean, if you're a proper Dane, you just do that, right? do you want to know club teams as well yeah yeah what club teams do you All support right, yeah um, the main team is Swansu City so I'm a little sad to see they uh, didn't win uh, uh, lost the
3: final uh, last, week.
5: last week last week it was yesterday anyway uh, but, so the weekend's still very Sunday. real uh, but here in Denmark like, my support goes to uh, Hobi København. <laughs> uh, yeah the
1: yeah.
5: great team both on the inside, and like, the inside
3: like me and Leon yeah yeah
5: and of course, uh Club and Volvox in the Copenhagen seven aside the league.
3: The yeah. Four. Our little seven aside team. So I think I probably know the answer to this question, but can you, what has been, what has been the highlight of, for you for watching the Danish national team other than 1992? There, there is
5: the 1992. <laughs> ever, ever. Obviously, ever. obviously <laughs> uh, which is pretty great. But uh, there are other highlights as well. The. Uh, a classic one is uh, denmark beating the soviet union uh 4-2 in uh, the old mm-hmm. uh, the the old ground on the danish national day 5th of june i forget exactly when. what year it's sometime in the 80s yeah i'm uh, a little okay. embarrassed to say i don't remember exactly when 80 maybe. brought
3: down potentially brought about the fall of communism
5: <laughs> that, that was it <laughs> that was the one yeah so it's actually they all uh hail uh Gorbachev and uh,
2: the nail and the coffin
5: <laughs> and those guys but it was really uh and michael laudrup who tore down the wall yeah no but that, so that there's that one but also recently they've had a couple of uh, good ones there was one where we were playing in portugal i forget again in the year and we were trailing and then in the last I think nine minutes or something, somehow we managed to score three goals.
3: Oh yes, the three three. Yeah, yeah that was like a qualifying yeah. game. Yeah, for that was pretty good. We did a similar maybe.
5: thing against Switzerland as well. I think that was only yeah. for a draw, but still it was three goals in no time. So so those uh those ones yeah. are yeah. some of the ones that spring to mind. And
3: and never forget the the the, the four year Ireland Denmark grudge match. Where we seem to be draw each other in every single qualifying group.
5: For Danish people, it's not so much a grudge match. I think that's mainly for the Irish. <laughs> speaking
2: speaking about grudge matches, um, do you do you have anything, any words of consolation for for Alex's bleeding football <laughs> heart after the after the qualifiers for the Euro? I
5: mean, yeah, yeah. You, you bounce back. I'm sure. <laughs> solid solid
3: words, <laughs> the optimism. To <laughs> the optimism. but are you looking forward to the game against finland because that feels like that could be quite an exciting game to have here
5: yeah i mean um obviously uh finland's football merits haven't really been uh much to brag about for for a very long time but um, this definitely changed this time around didn't it and they were even mm-hmm. a bit close last time uh And uh, they have players playing in in good leagues around Europe. So it's definitely uh, uh, a nation we don't take for granted anymore. We used to basically know that we will win when we play Finland. But it's not like that anymore. It's a bit like uh, the opposite when it comes to ice hockey. Uh, We used to be the ones the Finns always beat. Now they know they have to concentrate to beat it. We just went out of the World Cup today in ice hockey. So I I won't be too braggadocious but um <laughs> yeah so it, i don't it it would probably uh i think uh be a bigger thing if we met sweden or germany but uh okay. it's always when we meet some of the fellow uh, nordic countries it is always uh, fun and i think most things uh, apart from denmark they kind of root for finland a bit you know once they play uh, okay us, we'd like them to win some games and have yeah. a great world cup or euros some
3: good days
2: to do yeah yeah so just so does alex yeah right? finland
3: finland is my team i've decided yeah. finland and north macedonia are the two teams so. And i'm hungry i just all the underdogs yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. as always, <laughs> as always. As always. Nothing, nothing new there but 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 to bring it back to to, Dan- to denmark um i scrolled to the wiki page to read up a bit on it and um i had no idea that their nickname was danish <laughs> dynamite <laughs> can you can oh, you explain? That
5: back <laughs> decades I don't remember when that started maybe that was it's back into the eighties so I don't remember if it was already at the eighty two euros but definitely uh, there must have been the the mexico world cup eighty six I think it's from around that time and I think it might have been one of the songs that the um, uh I can't remember when that started, but at some point it started. Oh, like a World Cup yeah, a World song! A like... yes, exactly. And there was one uh, oh, the, okay. where they were singing, "We are red, we are white, we are Danish dynamite." So, <laughs> uh, no Danish, <laughs> uh, Danish poetry, you know, you can be oh very witty. So, um, so I think that's where the Danish dynamite. Came from. There used to be a, yeah, yeah. Call that sounds one like of a the bank. small brewery stands south. Was it? Danish dynamite was it any good boy cooks or something like that no, That was horrible <laughs> <laughs> one of these sort of uh i don't know eight percent lager ones that they, it was just strong that was the only thing it wasn't no. uh, it wasn't it, yeah, it, it gets it wasn't the good. job done strong mm. but what is the because
3: obviously you read the danish newspapers and stuff are more up-to-date on stuff than we are but what is the kind of feeling going into this tournament because I mean Denmark is like 10th ranked in the world and like quite a strong team yeah relatively than before
5: I mean we also will be playing some strong teams as well so I don't know I think it's uh it varies a lot also who you speak to and and you will always get some uh, blind optimists which I would love to be one of them but I'm not really Uh, (laughs) and and then uh, there are some pessimists as well right and we tend to usually do relatively good at the at the especially in the group stage uh, mm-hmm. over the years most of, mostly done pretty well so uh, uh but i think uh, maybe sort of a uh, cautious optimists i think i, Caus- I think most Danes okay. are cautious optimists because we they uh, so yeah. philosophical <laughs> yeah yeah i couldn't if i had finished this beer i couldn't have pronounced it but uh, but uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that most people, they think that uh, that we have a definite chance against all three teams in the in the, in the group. But I still mm-hmm. acknowledge that uh, that it's not a walkover in any in any sense. I think.
2: Where are you going to watch yeah, the you matches? Do you have tickets, actually? See, that's
5: the thing. Uh, the thing is, I'm currently, uh, like, tomorrow morning, I'll have another oh. meeting whether or not I go to Greenland for work. So if I go to Greenland during the Euros, then I won't. But if I stay home with, because of the corona situation, then I'll watch every, every minute I can watch. If you are in Greenland, are you able to we, watch we,
3: the games no. at all? Or no, 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 no. No. Oh.
2: no, we talked about this before, but fill everyone in. How does it work well, with the mailing yeah,
5: It's a small uh, research station in northeast Greenland, and we our only sort of uh, contact to the world, other than the planes we get in every week or every second week, sometimes even every third week, is by a uh, um, satellite phone also the, the the email also goes via the satellite phone which means you can't even really send a picture it has to be a really really small picture a uh, really small mm-hmm. text file otherwise it just stalls completely which makes uh watching anything uh completely out of the picture it, it just doesn't work <clears throat> not with the system we have um, and um Anything bigger than that would cost a lot of money and a lot of um, um, uh, just just uh, getting the stuff up there would be really expensive because it's yeah uh, yeah it's out of uh, road roadless traveled. So, mm.
3: but you said I think you said before that you kept up to date by your dad writing very. Oh, my uncle. Eloquent match yeah, reports. Yeah, my
5: uncle's a big football fan yeah. and he watches uh, all the matches. So he's often sent me. Uh, um, emails uh, where he uh, writes uh, sometimes very uh, thorough uh, match reports from all the matches. So uh, so that's really good. And uh, it's even there was a guy who stopped following football who started going back to it because he read these football uh, uh, reports and just you could almost you could feel my uncle's excitement. And also oh. if a team had too many people who were. Uh diving too much, you know. Uh old school kind of guy, he doesn't like yeah. that thing, so uh then he would then he would tell. I remember Uruguay, he wasn't too happy with them uh, the uh. <laughs> too many divers. Uh. <laughs> Fair
3: enough. So okay, what is your uh prediction think... for Denmark at this tournament? Are we going quarterfinals? Yeah, I'm I'm demis What does yeah, the cautious optimist say?
5: If we reach if we, okay. if we reach more than the the group stage, I'd be uh, very happy. Anything other than that, I'd be ecstatic. I would say, but I think, I mean, the team is really good. We have a really good team, but I'm not sure they are good enough to go much further than 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 the uh, quarterfinals. But we'll see. And it it could mm-hmm. also be that they do really good effort in all three uh, games and still don't make it through because it is a. I think it will be it will be a tight group. And any any team that might lose a point to Finland, for instance, they 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 won't go through. I think. That,
3: that, yeah, no, it's I, exciting how like Denmark's first game is against Finland, so it, like it really will uh,
5: set yeah. the tone. So so we'll see. I know they played a uh, friendly against uh, Sweden. Was it yesterday? And I saw they were trailing one nil at one point, but I, I don't know what the score ended up. But uh, I don't think we should take Finland. Front. Uh, I mean, it's their first uh, the first. Um, uh, Euros, so that alone would mean yeah. that they'll go in and, you know, they'll just uh, be yeah, they'll really be up for it and they've got this finish it's called Sisu, I think this sort of uh, uh, inner strength that comes out of them when they uh, really push it, you know so.
3: Yeah, but the Vic- the Danes have the Viking strength, though, yeah. or has it all been,
5: all yeah, been yeah. lost? Yeah, no, 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 lots of Viking stuff in us at <laughs> least <guess> we claim, <laughs> claim some I would think that the current Viking uh, is more like a uh, uh, hipster guy serving.
3: Uh, yeah, who get out chilling at? Uh, <laughs> that
5: fancy true, somewhere, true. But uh, the, at least the ones that look like Vikings, they're more like uh, hipster guys serving mm-hmm. gins and cocktails and uh, craft beer. But we still have some tough bastards around, so... <laughs>
3: That's such a All you need. All right. My final question is: We've been asking everyone if you could go for a beer or a coffee, with, a, in your case, a Danish player, um, past the present. Who would it be?
5: Well, I don't drink uh, coffee, so that's okay. th- takes out some of them, I guess. Past the present? Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of one. a lot that I think uh, would be great to hang out with. But I actually, I think Jan Mulbu, the old uh, Liverpool, uh-huh. uh, guy uh That he, I'm, I'm sure that would be a good laugh. Uh, he's uh, no, uh, no. What do you call that? Um, you know, he says he speaks his mind. Uh, straight talker, also, uh, straight shooter. Yeah, straight talker and uh, straight shooter. And he's also got a great sense of humor. And don't forget, he used to be a manager in Swansea City.
3: Ah, oh, you could talk about yeah, the Swans. Okay,
5: but now I. Yeah. Yeah. So we come full so cycle. The first one that's brought to mind, but I'm sure there'd be many others. You know, uh, is always good, good laugh. Yeah.
3: You wouldn't, you wouldn't say no to. You know, I can't, I can't to, think, to, think of to right bar, now eh? that
5: I didn't want to have a drink with.
3: <laughs> Nick What about I'm now picturing you, Yannick, going for a beer with Nicholas Bentner and it's a very funny picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I'm,
5: How I'm, so? How so? Yeah, I wouldn't say no. I'm sure that. The uh, guy's lived an uh, interesting hectic life, right? So Yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 right. Uh, just give me a
2: call. Yeah. You you'll tell him some of your Greenland adventures.
5: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, first time <pints> on me.
3: <laughs> All right, Yannick, thank you so much for uh for for joining us. At short notice as well.
0: Yeah. No problem.
3: Yeah
2: thanks a lot let's hope for for some some good mails yeah, sent to Greenland soon
5: thanks thanks guys
3: to begin with do, would you like to introduce yourself like maybe where in Finland you're from or maybe if you support like a club football team that kind of thing
0: all right so yeah I'm um... Laura, to start with, i um, from Finland. Uh, I'm from a city called Oulu, which is slightly up north. Uh, sort of there where Finland and uh, Sweden like cross borders. i to start touching borders. So that's uh, where I'm from. Uh, uh, and the local team just uh, managed to get into the, uh, what is it called, the highest league oh, in the Finland. Oh, top,
3: the top league in, the, in Finland. Yes. yes. Is there a big party? Is it like a little little town club team or what?
0: Uh, yeah, it is. It's like this local team feeling they have to, um, but they haven't been doing that well this season. But I hope they'll manage to stay in the league and not fall back to the first one. Mm-hmm.
3: What What is the club's name? Has it got a very strong English uh, name?
0: No, sadly not. It's just A.C. Olu. So.
3: A.C. Olu. Okay. Oh, yeah.
2: How disappointing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I've, I was super excited to talk to somebody from Finland because this is the first time Finland has qualified for a football tournament, a major not tournament. Counting Olympics, not, but... not counting the Olympics. Not not counting the Olympics. Like I said in my notes, no one counts the Olympics. But yeah. so, uh, so like, what has it been like in Finland? Has it just been like a big party since then?
0: Well, I mean, if you watched the last game, the game that actually made sure that we qualified, it was crazy. It was, um, we played against Liechtenstein, so yeah. Oh, a country we should win, right? But, uh, I mean, we've had so many bad experiences with, like, qualifying to EM. Uh, so it's just... Everyone had this sort of feeling to the team that, yeah, sure, we're going to get there and we're going to win this and it's going to be all right. But you're still a little bit scared, a little bit worried if we're actually going to make it eventually. Yeah. But so, like, when we won the game, like, 3-0, 3-0, I think. Uh, and then... It just people stormed to the field celebrating because it was just that big. Uh but well, it has always been sort of a bit overshadowed by ice hockey in Finland mm-hmm. and it still is, but it's sort of up and coming, so it's been cool to see.
3: And were you in Finland for that or were you in Copenhagen?
0: <sighs> I was in Copenhagen, sadly. i oh,
3: okay. would love to been there. So did you sell did you watch the game with some fellow Finns or what
0: Yeah, we had like this homemade studio of like watching the game and do like food for the team mm-hmm. so with my few of my fellow friends in here in Copenhagen so yeah, yeah, not anything have... big sadly
2: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently like celebrations in Finland like, are crazy right I saw this video yeah, some pictures of, of the of... celebrations after the match but also when they won the hockey uh, championship and then people got naked and jumped into pools in <laughs> Helsinki and everything.
0: <laughs> but, but that's hockey, you know, that's next level. okay. That's so it's, mixed uh, okay.
2: It's, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's but more, I, mean,
0: uh... I mean, we got fined by UEFA uh, after the like, match because people just stomped the field with the players celebrating. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, people were happy. People were, like, been waiting for this for so long. Mm. Um, and somehow we always managed to stumble against like, like, smaller countries uh, when it's when we're going through these uh, qualifications rounds. So it's just frustrating, but now we're there, so we're happy.
2: And how optimistic is everyone now looking at the group? I mean, against Denmark, Russia and Belgium, it seems like a group that is doable somehow, but also challenging, of course.
0: Uh, I'd say it's a bit tough uh, of a group. Um, And honestly, I'm just thrilled that we're in the competition and I feel like most people feel that way and we just today had like a last final practice match against Estonia okay a country we should always win and we lost 1 to nothing <laughs> so it's it's not a good start not the, not the best warm <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i have faith in the team we had some quality players there so i'm um, i'm just hoping we won't be like losing every game in big big numbers i'm hoping we like manage and i'm pretty confident that we will like i'm optimistic about our chances
3: and what free, about the free. game in Denmark how excited are you for for that
0: here? I am so excited and I have tickets so I'm gonna oh, wow. be there Oh,
3: th- that's <laughs> yeah. big wow yeah,
0: yeah. How, I, how did
2: you manage that
0: I don't even know like when they opened the ticket sales I was yeah. just like I need to get those tickets I am going I mean I've lived here for five years so I'm also sort of rooting for Denmark, but in that game, it's going to be Finland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs>
2: uh, did, I, do you have some Danish friends who, who will come there, go there as well?
0: Yeah, well, I'm taking my Danish boyfriend, so that's going to be fun.
2: Wow. <laughs> <Okay>.
3: <laughs>
0: Luckily, he's not as into football as I am, so... I think we'll manage to avoid a fight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You must be quite optimistic then if you're willing to, if you know this is the opportunity for Finland to beat Denmark at a European championship.
0: I'm not, like, I'm hopeful, (laughs) but am I, like, really expecting that? Mm -hmm. Uh, Not really, but, I mean, I always had the chance to beat Denmark, so it's sort of an easy game to go in and watch.
3: (laughs) For, for people who aren't Finnish, like obviously they kind of know Timu Pukki and stuff like that, but who, do you know what other players should people kind of watch out for that much really, if be important for Finland?
0: Oh, well, our goalie for sure one, Red X, He is his place in Germany, right? Uh, and he's, he's very, very good. And he's the, like the one has, has, who has sort of saved us in a lot of games, so look out for him. Uh, and then we have a couple of youngsters with uh horse he's playing listening England as well and then there's uh there's sort of up and coming youngsters that made it to the troop in the very last minute almost um mm-hmm. so look out for them there i'm i'm expecting a lot for those from those guys
3: and and is the country just sort of like holding its breath and in, in constant prayer for timu puki's ankle or what's the situation <laughs> with
0: I mean, it's it's been a main headline for a while. <laughs> just people speculating it'll be all right. Uh, but I mean, he played a little today okay. in the practice match, so I'm I'm, I'm sure he'll play. Um, mm-hmm. so I did yes. wanna
3: I did wanna ask you about another player because there's a player in the Finnish squad with probably I'm Irish, by the way, and uh, with probably the most Irish name I have ever like Daniel O'Shaughnessy. Do people like realize yeah. how Irish this is, his his, his, <laughs> his name is?
5: it's like
0: <laughs> yeah it's like, not a very Finnish lesson no <laughs> uh, so yeah but yeah he's there but he only plays oh, only he plays in the Finnish league and uh, so yeah okay he's a decent player I think okay, but, uh, but not, not the, the not one the that's the keeping the okay. team together <laughs>
3: <laughs> what is kind of the what do you see as like the realistic uh, success for Finland in this tournament do you think they might be able to get out of the group or what is the Kind of goal,
0: there, uh, I'm hopeful that they might be able to get forward from the group, but it's going to be tough. Um, and like I said, I really have no expectations in terms of like, I wouldn't be disappointed if we don't get forward from the group, I'd like to see that happen. But I mean, I'm aware that it's a uphill battle. There's mm-hmm. some good teams, uh, in the group with us, so
3: yeah, I think if, if there's three teams getting through, then if Finland could get through, they have to beat Russia, right? That's kind of the yeah. game that's like the most the most winnable for them. I have one final question that we've been asking all of our guests, and it's if they could go for a beer with a player past or present from Finland, in your case, who who would it be and why?
0: Oh, past or present? Oh no, I had my answer thought out, but- um. Okay, no, no.
3: you could do both, either way. All
0: right, okay. Um, I'm gonna say our goalie, so Lukas Rodetsky. He is, I mean, it's just, in every single post game interview, pre game interview, he just seems like a great guy. Okay. I Haven't met him personally, so when you just
3: get the vibe that would be a good night. He, he's got the <laughs> vibe
0: of fun, great guy, and he is always up for a beer instead okay. of himself. So, so then he's the yourself. guy. <laughs> okay.
3: Well, I hope you have a. I hope Finland's have a really good tournament, and I hope you really enjoy the Denmark game. And also that you even if Finland win or Denmark win, you're you're. It's not going to cause too much of a fight with your boyfriend.
0: Oh, uh, so too. <laughs> and uh, all right uh thank you for a super fun yeah podcast. thank you
3: so much for joining it's uh, been a pleasure and, of
0: course, and good <laughs> luck with the rest
3: have a have a good evening You'd thank
0: guys you too.
3: bye bye to start things maybe you can introduce like where you're from in russia maybe what club team you support that kind of thing
6: Yep, um, I uh, was born in Moscow, uh, so the capital of Russia, and lived there for thirty years before I uh, moved here to, to Denmark, to Copenhagen, uh, for work. And uh, well, I uh, support Spartak Moscow, and uh, mm-hmm. also I used to study in UK, so I also supported Manchester United, which is not really a Russian club, but uh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
3: How do you choose, because I mean, I know there's so many clubs in Moscow. How do you choose which one to support?
6: Usually it's because of uh, of some relatives or some, um, you know, some generation. Of, actually, uh, my relatives don't support Spartak. They support some other clubs. But um, yeah, when I was in school, it was... Uh, Uh, 90s right and end of 20th century and Spartak was really dominating back then in the Russian league they had extremely good generation of of players so somehow a lot of people that uh, were kids back then started to support Spartak Moscow and then
3: I was uh, I was one of them Uh, so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) okay did you, did you used to go to games in, in Moscow? I mean, what was um, the atmosphere? Not
6: like. so often. I have to say I were on more, uh, Manchester United games than on Spartak okay. Moscow games.
3: Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you go, do you go often? Have you been often to the UK? To, um, to, to, and to not Manchester? recently,
6: but in the past, you know, I studied for a couple of years there, did uh, my executive be there, and then, uh, before i was um well i tried to go a couple of times uh, to watch united games uh, a couple of times Mm -hmm. a year uh, and then also of course if uh, United uh, if they were playing in Moscow then of course I also went uh, to, to all yeah. the games I was also on the final of the Champions League in 2008 you know when they won against oh, Chelsea oh, okay. so that's that was my favorite game over from which I listened <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: yeah, that does sound yeah. fantastic have you ever watched a national team the Russian national I team did, play I did in live
6: Moscow. I did in Moscow truth be told net, not in the recent couple of years but uh, but I did before.
2: Yeah, so not during the World Cup.
6: Not unfortunately, not. It was really difficult to get tickets for for Russian. national
3: team uh, for for the
6: World yeah. Cup, so no, I was not lucky with the lottery. Yeah, How
3: did you, where did you watch the the World Cup in twenty eighteen? Because it was such a like an amazing story for the Russian national team going. Yeah, apart. I actually
6: was in uh, Denmark uh, watching it together. There was a, a, you know different bars where we went together with. The other Russian expats in in Copenhagen, and then we watched uh, those games uh, in in different bars, uh, and it yeah. was good energy. It was fun, of course. Many people that normally don't watch football they went to watch, especially when Russia qualified from the group. But then you know that, then of course it got attention also from from the people that normally don't watch football. So there was quite crowded. Uh, in, in those bars and and many people that in general have no idea about football they still
3: came to to just uh, see the games
2: yeah. yeah did you did
3: you have a highlight from from that world cup because it was such a like a, like a game that you enjoyed the most or what was it, what was it like um, yeah I mean uh, of course
6: the highlight was the game against Spain because it's not yeah. every year when when Russia <laughs> beats Spain in place of of, of uh, World Cup right so there was a the highlight I would say the game against Croatia was also a highlight of course they lost but then it was also penalties and and it's always a lottery so uh, but I was actually with uh, some friends in one of these bars with a lot of you know Russians, but my friends are not Russians; they are from various countries in, in Europe. And uh, at some point, and when we went there, they told me they they like football also a lot, and they told me, look, Russia probably wouldn't have much chances. So uh, I said, yes, but let's let's just see. But then at some point, they say, okay, now it seems the game is quite equal, and maybe Russia would make it for uh, for the. Uh, uh, for the final, but but then of course that was not uh, not uh,
3: not not to be
6: not now. the case. No. But
2: overall, there was a hugely successful campaign for the team during the uh, championship. Do you think that there are some long-lasting um, effects within the Russian population when it comes to football? Now, has it changed kind of the way that people watch football and also the enthusiasm that they carry? Um, onto the pitch as fans and everything
6: definitely it changed a little bit the um, uh, the overall perception of the national team because uh you know there, there were a few years without big successes there was a success back in 2008 when was it 2008 with the euro yes it was 2008 eight with euro yeah, when...
3: with the arshaven team and that incredible story. exactly exactly
6: <laughs> that uh, generation that went to semi-final of european cup right but after that there were some big losses and there were some you know stories where mass medias made some uh, uh well news after they lost like didn't manage to qualify for the following world cup and then there were news that the night before they were uh, the players were in the bar uh, uh so they were drinking and smoking, and of course, you know, national. There were a lot of afterwards, a lot of negative uh, things towards national team. So it was yeah. uh, kind of trendy not to support national team anymore because uh, people were like, if they, uh, you know, don't care, then why should we care and support them? And um, yeah. and that was until actually the World Cup uh, 18, where where somehow the overall perception of the national team changed. And people saw that uh, that players fight for, for the national team. And and I think now perception is better. Of course, I would say people still don't believe in the team so much. But this is because there are no bright, um, or not many bright players in, in this team, right? It's not like Generation with Arshavin, because there we had a couple of players. like we had Arshavin, we have Povluchenko who used to play for Tottenham. And, and you know, a few yes. others that were... Um, that we are relatively good right uh, uh, s et etc but now I would say well there are almost no stars the, the biggest star is probably or there are a couple of, of uh, them maybe one who plays for monaco uh, his name is golovin he is a midfielder mm-hmm. and he's playmaker and and the national team depends a lot on him uh, so he is probably from the pure football perspective is is the main the main star but then there is a uh, more like, uh, you know, the star who is on the mass medias and various scandals, etc. Zuba. Uh Zouba. Yeah. For, for the his... character, yeah. right?
3: The huge
6: striker. <laughs> yes, but funny enough, I mean, you know, nobody really likes him, nor players, no supporters of the club he's playing right now for, nor the kind okay. of, he's really, I mean, some small kids maybe, uh, but, uh, but uh, you know, he, he was part of so many scandals that uh, and
3: then he also, what, what, what kind of scandal? Why do, why do people not like him? What's it's the, starting the... from you
6: know, he changed. Um, in Russia, there is a big competition be- between Spartak and uh Zenit St. Petersburg. It's a little bit like Real and Barcelona, right? Two big cities yeah. and then a the big competition. And then he he moved from one club to another, his contract was expiring, and he got wow. offered a new contract in Spartak, but then he moved to another one. Of course, this is part of of the hate but the scandals he was part of uh, well uh, back uh, to the times he was in Spartak Moscow he was accused from stealing money he was a very young player back then I don't know how you know 18 or 19 years old just came from the second team and he was in the dressing room and he was accused in stealing money from from a star you know star player because he's uh, back then he didn't have good contract he was uh, very young yeah. <laughs> it's not it's unclear uh, unclear um, if he did it or not but but other players accused him in in stealing money so then, money
2: from his teammates exactly like <laughs> like cash out of the pocket uh,
6: like cash because you know in russia it's still <laughs> cash is still widely used right so so yeah he was was like five five hundred euros or one thousand euros right not, not <laughs> okay. money, but for him back then because he was you know yeah basically from the the yacht team for him it was some money right and then he, yeah. now he's saying that it was not the case because he said that they went to see the recordings, and uh, it's proof. But somehow everybody still believes he did that back then, right? And the recent uh, scandal has really the sexual context. Uh, I'm not sure okay. if you've heard about that, but there was some videos uh, basically published which he recorded for, for somebody uh and, and those videos got to to the internet and he's the captain of the oh. national team right so so of
3: course yeah. that's not and and you know there not, was not the, not the way not the kind of uh, representation you want no to and there was a huge <laughs> discussion about that and some people say like
6: look he didn't do anything that we don't do right it, it's uh, kind of people do that basically he was masturbating on this video and sending it to some girl, right and then yeah uh, and people say kind of everybody does that and yes he was stupid to record that but uh, but it's kind of natural but some other people said look he knows he's a, a captain of the national team he's a star he should be smart enough not to send it you know not to send it to somebody on on uh, whatsapp or whatever he, he used to, to do that so there was a lot all the the um, you know discussions in medias etc etc and he was actually dropped from the national team for few games uh, because the manager said the coach uh, he said that he needs to focus now to he would be defocused on all these scandals so he needs to yeah. focus on that but then after a the couple of games he got back to the national team he also finished the championship playing for his clubs in it quite well he scored in last game i think he scored four or five goals and um, and therefore somehow he is probably one of the one of of two best forwards in the country so and he was the the captain uh, so so he's in the team but he's very controversial person uh, not really liked uh, by by most of the supporters
2: (laughs) sounds incredibly interesting but like with with him on the team um how far do you think russia can make it in this tournament
6: um i would say if russia would get qualified from the group it would be extremely good success because realistically probably russia can uh, win against finland or at least have chances against finland right yeah uh, obviously belgium is, is a favorite in the group uh, i think belgium is a favorite of course now the Bruyne is not clear if he would be fit or not to play but but still belgium is probably one of the favorites of the whole tournament right yeah. And then I think Denmark uh, is stronger, um, definitely have better players, and then those players tend to play better when they are together in the national team. So uh, I think Denmark is uh, is a favorite. So, well, uh, I, if Russia would qualify, it would be a success, perceived as success. Uh, even it would be knocked out right after. But uh, <laughs> I think people, most of the people expect that, uh, well, uh, maybe it would be, Fight for for the second place, but wouldn't be surprised if Russia would end up third in the group. And yeah. then, if it would be fourth, then then it would be probably perceived as a failure.
2: Okay,
3: mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. how much are you looking forward to the game against uh, Denmark? Or you do you have high hopes for that? Yeah, battle? and where are
2: you going to watch it? Uh, it would <laughs> be
6: it would
3: be fun. Uh, well, now I'm actually a couple
6: of my. Um, Danish friends suggested to watch together um, in Denmark that day. Then we watch together because it would be fun because we obviously would support different teams. Uh, but then if uh, maybe I'll be in, in uh, Russia because I plan to take holidays on from 18th. So maybe I'll, I'll go for holidays to visit my parents and then uh, then I'll watch it with my friends in, in Moscow.
3: Sounds good. Sounds... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a good a good time i have one final question that we've been asking all of our guests and it's if you could go for a drink with uh a, with a player either past or present from the national team who would have been
6: interesting question um well i probably would pick a, a player who is from the past uh and uh he is unfortunately uh, not alive. Passed away a few years ago. Uh, his name is uh, Fedor Chirenkov, who was a legendary player. Um, from he actually played for Spartak Moscow, also for the Russian national team, and he was uh, he was quite famous in eighties. I didn't really watch him uh, because he I, I was too small, or you know I was not born when he started and too small. But but then afterwards he was always like a legend, uh, a legend in Russia. He was also famous, but by being very shy
3: and you know i've i read there was a bbc sport article mm-hmm. about him like it was like the unsung sort of like quiet exactly. genius footballer who just like and he didn't want to push go to like the big club he was like happy just yeah to, yeah to play i think
6: he has some psychological issues and, and you know because also they uh, you know every Somehow he's a little bit like uh, Azar. Every second year was good and every second year was really bad. And they yeah. were saying this is because of some psychological issues uh, he had. But he was quite interesting uh, yeah, person with, with you know, being shy, being probably the biggest star football star in Russia for 10, 15 years and being super shy and, and uh, sincerely saying that I don't know why people uh, like me and I don't know like I'm not doing anything special I just play football and he was not playing this he was really uh you know living with with those confidence that look I just play football there are other that say people's lives like take interviews from them like I, I just you know kick the ball
3: yeah and people were just like in awe at like his technical ability mm-hmm. and just like the way he was like be able to create art yeah exactly. yeah exactly exactly yeah exactly i found yeah i found the 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 bbc sport article yeah i'll link it to he's like he looks he looks very kind of even from pictures like very kind of Mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah a quiet reserved person yeah brilliant choice yuri thank you so much thank you very much and good luck to russia in the tournament and hopefully you never know if russia wins it we'll get you back No pressure.
6: Yeah, let's let's see how it will go. I I would I prefer not to have too high expectations, not to be disappointed afterwards.
2: Yeah, no, no, we get that. But yeah, thank you so much. That was so very interesting and have a lovely evening. Thank
6: you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Have a fantastic
3: evening. Bye.
2: Do
3: you wanna just briefly introduce yourself? Maybe where in Belgium you're from or whatever?
4: Yeah so I am um, I live in Denmark now but I I am from Belgium from Antwerp or a little town north from Antwerp and mm-hmm. um, I've been living there till I was 26 I think and then I moved up north because my husband is Danish mm-hmm.
0: so yeah.
3: Cool and do you have any is there a, um, a personal highlight of following the Belgium national team obviously the national team is sort of improved so much in recent years from where they were before so
4: oh yes they did so I um when when I was living in Belgium I loved I just adored um going to the football matches because everywhere there were like big screens in bars and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. the community all of a sudden Belgium in some way has always been like uh, the Flemish part and the French speaking part and they've always been like some kind of issue between the two groups but when there was competition, when there was football going on, all of a sudden you saw like these flags everywhere and everyone was friends with everyone. And it yeah. was just a huge sense of community that came up. And that was just wonderful. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like Amazing. Yeah.
3: Is there a specific game maybe that you remember being like, wow, this is like really good atmosphere yes. of people coming together and stuff?
4: I am... Um, I, um, actually came I went to Belgium when Belgium was playing against Japan um it was actually not the european but the world cup yeah and they actually made was it two goals but very 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 close Yeah to it the came end. back
3: from 2-0 down and to win 3-2 yes. at the end
4: and i remember oh, like the the whole it, uh, it was Everybody like we lost hope because we really thought <laughs> it. And, you know now it's and especially against Japan, like <laughs> any team. And then we came, came, well, we won that game. And I remember it was so ecstatic and it, it was wonderful. Yeah.
3: You said you had um, a Danish husband. Yeah. How are you <laughs> going to deal with the game against? Oh. Uh, is he? Is he? Is he sleeping outside I, It, on it the depends how it goes,
2: right? I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I we actually Belgium is playing against yeah. Denmark on the seventeenth, and I um I made an appointment with my sister-in-law, and we we're going to watch it together. Mm-hmm. And then she said to me, "No, you know, you need to ha- to wear the Danish colors." And I was like, no, because <laughs> I don't want to be on a losers' team. Yeah, I've been selling my <laughs> I always have been telling my yeah. my in laws like no no um you know you Denmark already lost twice in the last year, like like with the preliminaries or the qualifies another. yeah another I can't remember kind, yeah. which one, but I remember Belgium played twice against Denmark. Yeah. Yes. And Belgium won twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So, um, I'm, so you've got yeah, my, my you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, to be confident. How confident are you the that they'll world.
2: make it all the way to the top now, winning the trophy? Because this has been building for quite a while, right? Belgium has been such a good team for such a long time now. And I've read up that they're yeah. at the top of the FIFA ranking right now. And they're actually the first team who's on top there without having ever won. A title. So I feel like this is this is it now, right?
4: Yeah. Well, I have to. Say that When I saw um, a that Kevin Brana got injured, um, yeah. At, at, like this, I think it was last yeah. weekend. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> because he's actually a key player yeah. in our team.
3: Most important yeah. player.
4: Um. But um, mm-hmm. I, you know, crossing fingers um i'm i have to admit i'm not looking forward on um seeing belgium play against france because last game mm. i was so angry <laughs> and annoyed <laughs> it wasn't fair yeah. play for the french <laughs> players and not very fair play which annoys me <laughs> personally
3: yeah what when when you watch, are you are you a shouter and a screamer or more of a morbid, quiet um uh, I'm not type? a real
4: shouter and screamer. <laughs> my, I think my husband my okay. husband know. <laughs> my, my, my my neighbors have know Okay, he knows what he's got he's got his But my right? neighbors they know. <laughs> yeah. He does.
3: Uh, we have a question that we've been asking everyone and it's um, if you could go for a beer and a coffee with a player from the, from your country, who would you choose? I
4: actually when, yeah, I actually would do two players. It would be a combination of uh, Dries Messens and Eden Hazard because they're just like that duo and I've saw a lot of interviews with them and they're just really funny people. They're very down to earth and 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 funny people. So that's what I like about them: that they stay down to earth um, despite their success and okay. their camaraderie they have. It's it's really fun to watch. It's really fun mm-hmm. to see. So it would definitely be one of them, or both.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, fantastic, fantastic mm-hmm. pick. That'd be good. Also, the first one who um, asked for 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 two for two beers. Or two coffees, <laughs>
4: whatever. That's that's good. Of course.
3: Yeah, for two beers. <laughs> would be awesome. is, yeah, that is true. That yeah. is true. Um, thanks so much, Cami. I wish, I wish uh, Belgium good yeah, luck fingers on coughs. the seventeenth. Hopefully, you're able to, you know, defend yourself from the in-laws.
4: Of course, of course. And uh, I'll I'll be listening to the podcast. Okay. And, uh, Fantastic.
3: you want to just briefly introduce maybe where in Belgium you're from, maybe what club football team you support and that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm from the Dutch part in Belgium, from uh, Waterham, which is quite close to France. Um, and I'm also supporting the local team, which is Salto Uh Some people might know uh, they had some European campaigns a few years back. Um, so, yeah, I uh, used to work for them too as scout, so I'm obviously very biased there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, very exciting to, uh, be a football enthusiast now and, uh, looking forward to the Yeah,
2: That's so interesting. I have to ask how, how did you end up as a scout there?
1: Um, yeah, I uh, used to play myself. Yeah. Um, and then one of the more common stories, I guess I screwed up my knee, I tore my ACL and then during surgery stuff went wrong so I had to find uh, another way to get to experience my passion let's say Uh, so at quite a young age I was 18 I uh, took some um, training courses uh, got my degrees and then uh, I still had school so I couldn't really get uh, a nice uh, coaching position let's say and then scouting was something that's only on the weekends and was just a perfect fit for me Um, so I just wrote my local team asking like or explaining my situation and um i explained to my view on the big word talent and how i think of, about stuff and just what my opinion is on, on, on many uh things and then they were like okay let's just try it and yeah i've been doing it for six years now so i, I still love and then
2: it. looking through your very trained eyes um who do you think will be the person to watch out for in the belgian team in the coming years
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well obviously uh, you have the ones that everyone knows I, I don't think that uh, Lukaku would be a very big surprise if I said his name but I think if you would want a uh, um, less known player I would look out for Doku uh, Jeremy Doku who's a left winger he, he's super super quick uh, he's the let's call it next pick next, next thing um, if Eden Hazard wouldn't be fit I think he will make uh, make a good impression mm-hmm.
3: what has it been like in to follow uh to follow belgian football in the last two years with this sort of takeoff and like the fortunes of the team like what is the kind of are people kind of expectations now equal with the kind of reality of what they've got or what's that been mm. like
1: it's a very double situation i think if you look at the national competition then we're still quite <laughs> low compared to other bigger countries our uh, normal national teams don't really do that well, but then if you have the international team, um, the national uh, team, sorry, uh, they are completely, uh, they're all stars, basically, and wherever you go, since I think for the last five years, whenever you tell someone you're from Belgium, they're like, "Oh, Eden Hazard or Lukaku, and that's been so different. Uh, No one ever knew us, and because of football now, suddenly people know the country, and they're Enormous expectations um, because everyone talked about it all the time, and now finally it has. They have to deliver. That's the kind of fight that, um, yeah, is going. Obviously, on. but
2: that was my question because this has been going on for quite a while now, right? Like at the a couple of years ago, they they were kind of the underdogs a bit, but with very up and coming mm-hmm. players. But I feel like at this point, point there have been a couple of tournaments where they have been in this very position. And is there kind of this atmosphere in Belgium that now, They've at one point, they the, do have to deliver? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Many people even have the or keep asking the question: Would it be our last chance? Because um, many people who uh, many players that are getting quite let's call it aged, and then mainly in the defense. Um. So it's definitely a now or never situation. At least that's what people think. Uh, because next year there's a next another shot. Um. So, but yeah, Um, since we have the experience now, because that's always been like the reason why we didn't get that far, we didn't have the experience, but now we should have the experience. Let's hope that the experienced players now will... uh, What is
3: your view on Roberto Roberto Martinez? Do you think he is the right man to be able to take Bolton to the next level? Because he's slightly kind of mixed record in England.
1: Yeah, um, it's... uh, In my end, I mean... I think he's the right man um, because he's used to working with bigger players, stars basically, where our other coaches that used to coach the national team it didn't really, and the players were more famous than the coach, which is always a bit weird understanding, I think. And now with Martinez, who gets a lot of respect from the entire country, it's an amazing job he's been doing for a while now, and he has Cherry Henry next to him again. Um, so that's quite... A, power duel let's say yeah. to have as a uh, coaching staff mm-hmm.
3: and i think the draw has been like relatively kind to belgium right so i feel like if they want to sort of ease their way in and get a bit of momentum it's not there's there's tougher groups in there
1: um i've been talking obviously to many danish people and yeah. um, maybe that was unkind yeah, to denmark but uh, <Yeah>. Yeah, every day thinks that they, they think that they will beat us and um what's true like you have to win yeah, yeah. and the, the, the amount of conversations i've had where they're like <laughs> yeah our goalkeeper is better than yours and i'm like mm, yeah I, i'm glad you think so but i really doubt that uh, but they're very confident yeah. and they were like "Yeah, if you don't win the first game against Russia yeah. and then you draw against us then ooh it might get tricky <laughs> that's, a yeah, that's a lot of ifs that, that's I true. Feel like maybe- but also have you have yeah. you
2: invited them to watch the match with you because like being in your position I think uh, you can feel kind of confident right <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think yeah uh, it's actually the third game in a year now that we yeah. will play against them um, so every game we had i invited them or i went over to their place wearing okay. my shirt yeah all confident actually uh, <laughs> and there was always a reason why they didn't win and there was always okay. a, an explanation of why we were only uh, how, how did yeah. the last get two uh, games go so did I belgium think, win
3: both or what was okay
1: yeah yeah the last game was actually four two where it was a complete power play i think in the first 20 minutes we scored two goals and then we had a one of our defenders made a mistake. I think it was yeah. Puyata, but I'm not sure. Um, and then they got back in the game, and it was exciting a bit. But I think, in my in my view, they were Belgian players were just controlling the game, and
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, with a defensive Danish team, there's yeah. not much they could do.
3: Obviously, people are very familiar with like most of the Belgian players. But if you were to pick a player that might be sort of slightly under the radar for fans of other countries, who might have a big tournament, who would you who would you pick out?
1: I would have said Yuri Tillemans, but then again he's also a Premier League star basically, um, but he stays a bit under the radar compared to De Bruyne, Lukaku, Hazard but I think his, he will have a big share in whatever we perform, I think so that's also a player that I would put a spotlight on or who at least deserves it and not always yeah. gets it
3: mm-hmm. how, how far do you think Belgium can go and do you think this is a tournament that's that is ma- made for them to you know go further in the semis or are you, how high are your sort of expectations? Yeah,
2: yeah, because because I, I also read the 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 fun fact that Belgium is so far the only national team that is leading the FIFA rankings without actually having mm. won a big international <laughs> cup. So it seems like the time the time is ripe. Yeah,
1: um, last weekend or last week. I kind of made my own uh, simulation, like I, I think yeah. we went to this position and then see what uh, comes out of it. Yeah. And I, in my simulation, we uh, had the semi against France, <laughs> which yeah. is a traumatic experience. So... From <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> if you would ask me, their team is just almost too good to compete with. Um, so my, mm, my proud feeling would say we can get to the final and then everything is possible. But I'm really afraid of France. And that's France and England, basically, the two teams where so I'll be like, ooh. Yeah. Now it's going to be very tricky, and we'll have to be the Now we will have to use our experience in some way, because otherwise Yeah, I think
3: when you get that far in the tournament, it's always so tight that, like, just it's, you know, the
1: smallest thing can make through mm. the game, either way. Yeah. So it's, uh, I aim for finalists, but I would be my, yeah, fair expectations semi-final okay. yes. so the, the,
2: the, <laughs> the, the, yeah the heart says final the intellect says semi-final <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: all right we have one final question that we've been asking all our guests and it, it's uh, if they could go for a beer or a coffee with a player past a present from their country who would they pick
1: um <laughs> i think i would pick yeah the because he's just so cool and <laughs> that the fame doesn't do him anything like he's just yeah like if you see him in the Champions League finals he just cries when he has mm-hmm. to leave a pitch he has played that many important games they could yeah. still win in, in that moment but he has to leave the pitch so he cries and that's like the the purest love for football I've seen in the, in a long time so I would want to know how because I kind of know his story how he was as a kid and how he sacrificed everything he left the his parents when he was 12 or something to live with another family for football and ever since he did everything so i wanna i would wanna know like how that was to just sacrifice everything but then well i think he
3: benefits from it for sure it worked out for him (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you so much guys thanks for joining us really interesting no worries uh, a good luck for belgium in the tournament